Hey, Stephen. Hi, James. How have you been? Good, thank you. Um, Anything to report? Oh. Did I tell you that I've been foraging? No, you've been foraging. What, what what does that entail? Like eating eating leaves. Oh right! Wow, have you lost your job? What? <laughs> I could, no. Yeah, I could always make you some. Um, I went mushrooms. for a walk with a forager, and I found seventy. With a forager, what's what's a forager? Somebody like who like forages like ruts around looking for snuffling. All right, is this is this a profession or is this just like something he does for yeah, fun? It's a profession, yeah. So he's a professional forager. Yeah, goes around eating leaves. My friend Tom Beauchamp, uh changes his uh, electricity provider every six months, and that's how he saves money. But this guy saves money by going around eating leaves. Every six months? Well, there's, there's a lot of effort involved in changing No, 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 because you, you, well, you think it's a lot of effort, but then, you know, it takes you like 15 minutes and you save like 200 quid or something, you know? What's, um, so your Do you friend... Do you will be pleased that you've told everybody about that? Uh, I don't care. care. I don't care, <laughs> care at all. He, do, he doesn't listen to the internet because it costs money, you know? <laughs> um, unless maybe he's jumping on uh, David Gray's Wi-Fi. I remember years ago when I was uh, spending a lot of time in London, uh, was, this was before Wi-Fi was common to get, uh, I was looking for a Wi-Fi spot and I was with a friend. Were you ahead of the game with Wi-Fi? No, I wasn't ahead of the game at all. I was looking for a Wi-Fi spot because... Uh, I had Wi-Fi, which only worked in Fife. Do you remember when it was Wi-Fi? Do you remember that company, Wi-Fi? I, I signed up for that like an idiot. And it didn't work anywhere other than pretty much my house. And even then, it was just the downstairs, um, the the new room, we call it, the new room in my house. It's not a new room. It's just that we had we painted it, you know. Hmm. Anyway, so Wi-Fi didn't work in London. So I had to get online and sent a guest list over or something stupid and the person I was with said we can go and park outside David Gray's house because David Gray he had wi-fi he had free wi-fi so you could go and park outside his house and that you'd have free wi-fi and that's <laughs> that's why I was down in London you went down to London to nick some no, David Gray's no, wi-fi that, that, that's what, <laughs> anyway what about your friend who's eating leaves what's that about um, ah, just you can eat you can eat leaves for free. You're not taking the mick out of him because if you are, I'm going to suggest you leave him alone. Um, you know when you have sushi, <laughs> you know when you have sushi, that's leaves, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's leaves. Well, yeah, leaves around it. Seaweed. Seaweed, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I was eating different types of seaweed as well. And was it nice? Was it yeah, good? Tasty? Yeah, really nice. What did yeah. it taste of? Uh, well, well, obviously seaweed. there was a lot of different ones. The seaweed tasted of seaweed. What was it? I tell you what. The only the unusual thing was Japanese knotweed tastes of rhubarb. All right. Okay. And it's quite tasty. The funny thing, the one fact I know about Japanese knotweed is that it's not a weed. As knotweed, I think that's the name. You can't you can't smoke it as a marijuana substitute. It's no. not weed. No. You can play a song. Yeah, I'll, I'll play some um, Gene Ritchie. Gene Ritchie's a... Oh, just gorgeous. Here we go. Gene Ritchie. Hangman. Hangman. Slack up your rope. Oh, slack it for a while. 
I looked over yonder and seen Paul coming. He's walked for many long miles. Oh, Paul, say, Paul, have you brought me any gold? Any gold to pay my fee? I have you walked these many long miles? See me on the hanging tree? No, son, no, son, ain't brought you no gold. No gold for to pay your fee. And I just walked these many long miles. See me on the hanging tree?
Uh, Who was that, Stephen? That was good. Yeah, that was Terry Callier. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's the um, 45 of You're Going to Miss Your Candyman. Um, oh, really? Was it really? Yeah. Oh, well, hang on. I'll change what I was going to play then. And then um, I'll play... I'll play some Candyman Blues. Mississippi okay. John Hurt. Is that right? Yeah. It's going to take me a, a second to set it up. But well, this is the Cadet... Um, 45 i think it's 1968 but it came out on um there was a seven minute version on an album as well which is incredible um but i don't have the lp so wait a minute who did you play who did you start the show with uh you just spoiled that that was really good oh were you going to talk were you going to play it oh, hang on we've got headphones so i can do this in the <laughs> peace and quiet you talk a bit more about looking for leaves. Hang on, and I'll set this up. <laughs> hey, you've got to talk, Steve. No, no, oh. I'm not. I'm waiting on you setting that up. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Who so, did you, who did you? What interesting did you things first? did you eat? Oh no, hang on. Who did you start the show with? Gene Ritchie. Gene Ritchie. Gene Ritchie was a folk song singer and collector. Um, from I think she was from Kentucky. I'm not entirely sure. And I first uh, heard her music quite late. Actually, I was I was really into traditional music, but I'd never. There's there's a handful of singers that I really really adore. There's the English singer Anne Briggs. There's an Irish singer called um, Elizabeth Cronin. And when I first heard um, Gene Ritchie, I had the. You know the thing. If there is any doubt, then there is no doubt. And it was one of those things where I just thought her voice was so astounding that I just fell in love with her music. And I've learned loads of songs from her. And in 2004, I put out an album called Just Beyond the River. And we did a version of a track that I learned from her, her singing called Edward, ah. which is actually from Scotland. Well, one of the places that claim it is Pennycook near Edinburgh. And uh, so, yeah, that was Jean Ritchie. And now... Seamless from your Candyman mm-hmm. song. Here's you, you've got something Candyman related. Yeah, I don't think anyone would have guessed. Here's Candyman Blues by uh, Mississippi John Hurt. When all your ladies all gather round that good sweet Janet. Man's in town, it's the candy man, it's the candy man. He got the candy just nine inch long. He sells his face and hog and chew his cone. It's the candy man, it's the candy man. Always takes a candy stick to bed. It's the candy man. It's the candy man. Don't stand close to the candy man. You'll leave the big candy stick in your hand. It's the candy man. It's the candy man.
took all he had is the candy man. Is the candy man. If you try his candy, good friend of mine, you sure will want it for a long, long time. Is the candy man. Sweet candy man. Candy don't melt away, it just gets better, so the ladies say, it's the candy man, it's the candy man.
was a Taumanana with uh, Zanako uh, from Madagascar. And what was that you played before that sort of terrible um, drama school hip hop? Um, yeah, it was from 1980. It was um, Beth Anderson, Ocean Motion, Mild You Mind. I'll be honest with you. Tears. I'll be honest with you. The drum was amazing, wasn't it? I struggled with that, and the reason I struggled with it is because it reminded me of a sort of drama school thing. Like, let's do a song, kind of just like a bit like this. Okay, we can make a song out of anything. Here, you play the drums, and I'll do a song. Faces, faces everywhere. Some with glasses, some with hair. You know. Did you not learn a song from her? No. (laughs) Um, But you know. I'm perfectly happy with you playing that kind of stuff. I find it interesting, <laughs> uh, and it, and as you said off air, it was it, it did have a kind of New York feel to it. And it was interesting. I don't know. It was interesting. It was not as good as the other side. Well, I'd like you to play the other side because you've been saying how good that side was. So yeah, it's not. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying it's not. That side wasn't as good as the other side. And then before then, I played uh, Mississippi John Hurt with um, Candyman Blues. And that was from 1928. What was the one that you just played there? I've told you that one. That was the Madagascan one. I told you that. No, but how do you pronounce the... Taumanana. <laughs> That's the guy's name. Right, I'm going to play uh, Claudio Vera... Claudio. I bet he isn't this now. I bet you he Ki- isn't. Kifin Arrive. Told you who oh. Oh. Des billets au soir, 
Hey, hey. 
said that's the first song I've ever played that he knew which is pretty good yeah that's quite good that we got this I far. knew the next one that was coming as well Dab Revolution yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Lee Perry he's the man his uh, his Black Ark stuff is extraordinary I love yeah. I especially love the album he did with the Congos you know that's uh, just an extraordinary Hurt of the Congos aye I have ah, the Congos yeah in fact, my kids love that. You know, they did a reissue of that quite recently, where they, you know, what happened with that? They Lee Perry gave it to the label, and they said, "Oh, here's your mix." Mm-hmm. And I believe the label turned it down, or they released it and it didn't do very well. So Lee Perry did another mix uh-huh. and gave it. They said, "Oh, this is how it should have sounded." And it's the difference between the two is is. Uh, hey. It's quite subtle, but it's uh, a lot of fun. Like, there's a lot more cow noises, basically, <laughs> in the one that Lee Perry wants yeah, to do. And the cow noises were just Watty Burnett <laughs> blowing down a tube. It's <laughs> <laughs> just all the way through some of the songs. <laughs> but there's also some kind of comical backing vocals which don't quite hit. Yeah. And things that there's, a, there's a, a, a famous one where halfway through the song, no, at the very end of one of the songs, a guy tries to sing and just goes totally the wrong note and goes, ah! <laughs> and it's it's amusing, and when you know it's coming, it's uh, it's something that makes. It's like it when I sing along with songs. <laughs> you don't have to make this about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I played uh, Claudio. Claudio. I thought it was really good. Where was that from? Uh, Mauritius, um, nineteen seventy-one. Claudio and Le Copan. I thought that was really good. His surname's Vera Ragu. Vera Ragu? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, I've got two versions of the same song, but it's not the same song. So I Ah, oh, right. That's the one you were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was really good. It was quite hot pressing, wasn't it? Hot. Yeah, so it was... It was it would be mastered, so it was quite hot. loud. Yeah. Mastered, so it was quite loud. Yeah. It was very loud. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's, what's next then, mister? Uh, chocolate buttermilk... With Miss, well, it's Mr. LSD. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, it's kind of disco-y. Okay. Well, I seen them black, and I seen them white. Like he performs up with a mind, yeah. He will keep you dancing all of 
a lock Thousand dollars she wear and she moans. 
Sort of a squirrel thing Sounds just like we did when we were quarreling In the yard I keep a pig or two They drop in for dinner like you used to do I don't stand in the need of company With everything I see Talking like you Up that tree that's sort of a squirrel thing Sounds just like we did when we were quarreling You may think you left me all alone But I can hear you talk without a telephone I don't stand in the need of company With everything I see Talking like you See that bird setting on my windowsill Well he's saying whippoorwill All the night through just whippoorwill all the night through. In between two tall mountains there's a place they call lonesome. Don't see why they call it lonesome. I'm Who was that? That was Connie Converse. That's good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. What did you think of it? Um, I thought uh, I'd never heard of her before. She's one of these... Um, the Connie Converse story, uh, she's seen as being uh, one of the first singer-songwriters, which is, I don't know, it's kind of a nonsense really, isn't it? Um, but she was uh, between Cole Porter and people like that and Bob Dylan she was before um, Bob Dylan but who obviously started a lot of that singer-songwriter stuff and she um, she moved to New York from somewhere to try and make it as a as a singer you know and she was doing stuff like that um, and uh, she made a handful of recordings for different uh, people for her friends and things I think she was on television once and then she Legend has it she disappeared in her Volkswagen Beetle one day and has never seen of again. Really? And uh, her stuff kind of got passed around and then it was one of those super rare releases, you know, that's been reissued by someone like yourself. Uh, but no, I love I love her music and that's, uh, it reminds me a bit of um, Nick Drake's mum. Have you heard those recordings by Nick Drake's uh, mum? Yeah, she, Gabrielle Drake. Aye. No, no, that's the sister. Oh. The mother's Molly, Molly Drake. Oh. And it reminds me a bit of those, um, 
but in a good way because those are great as well. Was she the one that was in Crossroads? No, it was Gabrielle. The sister was in Crossroads, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't watch Crossroads, and don't I don't know much about Gabrielle Drake. So. It used to be on in the eighties. Oh, I know what it is. It was the program on the television with and Benny. Uh, I mean, you've you've got a Benny hat on tonight. I do have a Benny hat. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's what we used to call cigarettes. We used to call them Bennies. Have you got a Benny? For Benson Hedges. For Benson Hedges, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Is that what you called them as well? Um, yeah, well, we used to collect the, uh, was it, f- they had little points, you got little points. Right. You buy a juicer. Do you still smoke? No, I've never smoked. I gave up years ago. I gave up in 2003. I smoked, uh, what are those really pretentious from Golwa? <laughs> I smoked Golwa Blonde. Of course you did. Just because they went. <laughs> I know, of course, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they weren't quite as strong as Marlboro Red, you know, but they were almost as strong. So they, they, were, they were not. They were, I can't say they were healthy. <laughs> they weren't healthy, but I know I was quite pleased to give up. And the the way I gave up was, um, I just got really furious with these companies making money off me. Mm. You know what I mean? Pumping this stuff and getting getting me addicted just through advertising. And I just got really angry with them, and I just thought, I'm not giving them any more of my money. And once I came to that conclusion, that uh, then I, I think it took a few weeks to give up, and that was that. Anger made you stop. Resentment. <laughs> Resentment. Yeah. It wasn't health. <laughs> no. no, it was nothing like that. I'll tell you how I gave up as well, since we're this is the confession episode, I guess. Uh, I went down to Ireland, where I used to spend a lot of my time in West Cork and uh, I smoked as much as I could and even when I didn't want a cigarette I'd like have a cigarette so instead of smoking 20 a day I was smoking 40 a day and by the end I was like oh can he wait to get home and give up the cigarettes and that really helped it was just like oh I can't wait it could have backfired of course <laughs> I could have come back with a 40 a day habit yeah. um, but I didn't so did you never smoke? no even a pipe or anything like that? no well, you're quite sensible. Mm. So, what did you play? I played uh, the Watsons rubber we, band. We played loads from, of songs. From Bright Phoebus. Uh, and that's uh, from a 7-inch that you gave me. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've lost the songs that I played. Okay, Chocolate Buttermilk, Mr. Oh, yeah, LSD. that's fine. Chocolate Buttermilk we played, yeah. That's a Larry Ackles um, production on Double B Records. Although he didn't, he didn't write that one. Um, and then... And I don't know if it's Cho- Chocolate Buttermilk Band, which was obviously his his band that was he was famous for, or not famous. Was he really? Yeah. And then, then uh, Nina Simone, Sea Lion, Sea Lion Woman, which is sometimes called Sea Lion Woman, or you know. I thought it was amazing. Spells. I thought it was. I thought it was gorgeous. I, lo- I mean, obviously, everyone loves Nina Simone, don't they? Yeah, that's the B side of Mississippi. <laughs> Oh yeah, Mississippi Goddamn. But it's um the the label there just says Mississippi hash mark question mark. What yeah. else? Uh well we've got a little asterisk asterisk. I can never remember because of the cartoon. Then a little dividing sign, two question marks, two more of the asks and uh ampersand and uh I think people have uh, lost, lost interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you have to move on, mate. I, I, Am I, I going to play a record? 
Well, who, who played the last one? It was me. I played Connie Converse. Yeah, okay. You, you, Stephanie, up to you, mate. I'm going to play... Uh, actually, I can't read what the record is from this distance because it's upside down, but it's um, from Salvador. I, I seem to remember it's kind of psychedelic. Okay. the key touch no fear you know so you gotta gather around little children and i will play your musical sounds of today keep me one time as i will tell it to you Burn out of this world. 
That's uh, Keith Hudson uh, with you, Roy. The Hudson Affair from Studio Kinda Cloudy. And then what was that you had? I had um, Los Juniors de Santa Tecla, Que Puedo Hacer Sinti. And I just noticed this for the first time. You know how quite often um, it describes the type of song. So the B side oh, of yeah, that yeah, is yeah. Balada. Yeah, yeah. And then this tune is classed as a like go go. Right, okay. It was more kind of fuzzy. Fuzzy Psych. Uh, I thought it was quite good. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I really liked it, actually. Okay, so this last one for the, thanks, f- thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks. Um, we're going to play the last one. This is a band from Germany called Workshop, and I don't know, I know vaguely almost nothing about them except to like them. They uh, they remind me of Faust, the German band Faust, who I absolutely adore, and uh, they remind me of them. But they're from about I think fifteen, twenty years ago. Something like that. Or I could be wrong. But, you know, workshops... Are they called workshop or workshop? I, I don't know. I don't know. I barely know anything about them. Except for, if you Google them, it's tricky because there's a lot of things called workshop. And then yeah. something else comes to mind, you know, What's and you the, end up... You know, do you know the name of the singer? I don't know anything about them. What about the drummer? Oh, yeah, the drummer's um, Bill. You know, Bill. Old oh, Bill. yeah. Jeremy Bill. Cowboy Bill. <laughs> do you remember Cowboy Bill? He used to live down along Crailway. Do you remember that guy with his... With his uh, Cowboy hat and stuff, and he used to ride that mule between the villages. And there is still a, there is a cow- guy who wears a cowboy hat. Yeah, but no, this is an old guy. This is like twenty years ago. Right. He used to ride that mule. Do you remember? No. Well, wh- word was that he'd uh, he'd had a bit of a uh, calamity with um, when foraging for mushrooms, the wrong kind. Anyway, look, I'm not going to talk about Bill. Thanks for listening, guys and girls. And this is workshop, and we'll 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 be here next week, perhaps potentially. Bye. Jetzt ist Vakanz, das ruft die Frick so tot.
Sich gebirgt 